the A to Z of Disease Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the A to Z of Disease Podcast with me, Rose Mokonyo. Today we will be discussing allergies. We will look at what causes these allergies, where they come from, how to manage them and how to prevent some of these allergies. And with me is Dr. Penina Musioka, a pediatrician at Machako's Children's Clinic, who will take us through this discussion. Karibu, Doctor. Thank you, Rose, for having me. Today we shall be discussing allergy and uh, we discuss allergy in terms of what causes it and how it comes to be, how does it give us this kind of features we see, how we react to those different allergens and uh, how do we manage it from there onwards. What is an allergy? Basically allergy means it's the body's immune system reacting to a certain allergen. And this allergen is either a particle which is in the environment, which would have been otherwise harmless, but to this particular person, it actually causes harm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what happens? The body views this article or this particle as a, an, a threat. And then the body prepares to, do, to uh, address that threat. So the, uh, when the allergen gets in contact with the body, then the body attacks. And in that attacking is how those symptoms are come about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we are talking about children. So let's look at uh, some of the allergies that affect children. Um, allergy is broad and uh, the same way it will affect children is the same way it will affect the adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and it depends with the different organs which are affected. For example, the most common is what we call the hay fever which is basically the allergic rhinitis. So when the child gets in contact with this allergen, which can either be dust, maybe molds, or even dust mite, or even strong smells, perfume, smoke, all that, then the child immediately reacts. In terms of they start having stuffy nose, the nurse is running, it's itchy, they are sneezing, and even they would say even they are, they are having itchiness on the palate, throat, the ears, then that's what we call the hay fever. Yeah. Then if it affects the eyes, the eyes now will become red, they are itchy and they are watery. If it affects the um, the gastrointestinal system, you'll find after they have ingested something, mostly is food. So it may be that food they have ingested or maybe an additive in that food or some drug they have ingested. Then they will present with vomiting, some diarrhea, constipation, all that. It's a form of allergy. Then it can also affect the skin. So you'll find if they come in contact with that particular allergen, be it maybe something in the fiber, so in the fabric they are wearing the clothes and then it just scrubs the skin, then they get a reaction. Maybe it's an, an insect which just walks through the skin, they get a reaction. It might be even jewelry they were wearing and then immediately you develop a a reaction yeah mm-hmm. then when it affects the airway once they inhale that they can get um they start to cough they start to wheeze they start to get difficulty in breathing and so it will call asthma most of the time then it can also now start from mild to the severe like having hay fever it's a bit mild being severe is going to the extreme of now that one will have swelling of the mouth the tongue they are not able to breathe, they are feeling dizzy, the blood pressure goes down, and that one is fatal because they can die. And that's what we call an atlaftic shock. Mm-hmm. And that can be brought by many things, including some mostly food allergies, something they have taken, or some medication they have been given. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
is it something that is in their body that triggers this reaction that makes your body react to to these allergens or is it maybe a condition or is it the way they are wired from the way they were born okay i would say it's genetic in terms of the way the immune system is what to the other person will be harmless to them is harmful so the body tends to see what is harmless as harmful and because the body has seen it as harmful it prepares to attack in that attacking it produces chemicals and these chemicals that are produced are the ones which cause this allergy symptoms so it's actually something genetic and you'll find if someone is like you have a family history of someone who has allergies then this child may also have allergies also you'll find usually ask whether there's any family member who has allergies or has asthma because they tend to to carry it mm-hmm. yeah but the other ch- challenge is children most of the time you see it maybe the first time they're having it mm-hmm. so you can only uh, rely on history from the others mm-hmm. yeah and uh, will the symptoms be the same for adults as in for the children yeah the symptoms are the same because the mechanism is the best say it's basically the same way so if it is the a fever if it is the eye the allergic conjunctivitis the dermatitis in the skin that carrier it's all the same mm-hmm. it's just that this one is a child and then this one is an adult mm-hmm. and the treatment is almost the same okay yeah um is it possible to find an adult who had not been reacting to certain allergens in the past reacting in their adult age ah it's possible because sometimes maybe you had never been exposed to it before or you are not exposed in that uh, magnitude to the same allergen and then this time you start reacting to it more so it can happen although it's not common most of the time you'll find you are reacting to it as a child and uh, you still have it as an adult or actually you get immunotolerant you'll find you are reacting to this allergen and as you are growing older you'll find now you are tolerating it better and uh, that is usually a good thing mm-hmm. yeah you you've mentioned some of the signs and symptoms of allergies maybe you can uh, bring it now together how will you know that one has uh, an allergic reaction okay um let me first start by explaining what happens in the body so that you can develop this allergic reaction then it will be easy for me to to say the kind of symptoms you get so let's say you have this person who is allergic to let's say far so you have a child who was playing with the cat then they were able to inhale that far they immediately they inhaled the body sees that far as a threat so the body prepares to attack how does the body attack the body produces what we call antibodies then when the antibodies get come in contact with this allergen they produce chemical those chemicals which are like histamine and many others are the ones which just give them the symptoms which you usually see so you realize maybe if they inhale immediately they will start maybe having itchy nose because of the histamine produced and the other chemicals the nose becomes stuffy they start getting runny nose and sneezing immediately it happens within minutes to hours but mostly it's minutes then that is if it is allergic rhinitis when it moves down and it gets to the throat so the same child may start coughing may start having difficulty in breathing and will start wheezing 
and not breathing away. That now becomes like an asthmatic. Let's say, for example, if it also affected the eyes, now the eyes will be red, they are watery, and they are itchy. So if the same fur came in contact with the skin, then you will find the children usually develop what we call hives, swellings, some which are red, they are itchy, and they are painful, and they are spreading pretty fast. Others will develop what looks like eczema, the ones who have atopic dermatitis. So they get those, you know, rashes which are dry, they are itchy, and all that. Then we have now, if it is food allergy, most likely they have consumed something, maybe food or a certain additive in that food. Mostly you will find some children allergic to peanuts. And let's say they were in school and for whatever reason they ate something with peanuts. It will happen so immediate. Because most of the time peanuts tend to give you uh, an anaphylactic reaction. So you'll find they are swelling, the tongue is swelling, it's almost coming out, and uh, they are not breathing, they are dizzy, they are hunches, you know, this feeling of uh, impending doom. You feel like something bad is about to happen. Yeah, they get very hunches, they are not breathing, they are dizzy, even their blood pressure drops, and now they are getting what we call anaphylactic reaction, which is now the extreme of this allergy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in so doing, like you'll find those patients who get anaphylactic reaction either to a drug or to food, then they are told to have a certain bracelet. So that if it happens, even if you don't know whether it's food they had taken, but you can see the symptoms they are having, they can be addressed immediately because any delay can cost the life of that patient. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that peanut can cause such a reaction in, in, in a person. And even feel the feeling that you want to die the next minute. What what could be the cause of this? So you'll find some allergens, they give you a more dramatic experience than others. Mm. So like food allergies, because apart from just stimulating an allergic reaction close to where the contact has been, it goes beyond to affect different organs, systems. So you'll find if it is a peanut, for example, you have consumed, the tongue is swelling, the mouth is swelling, so it is closing the airway because also the airway is swelling. That's why you are feeling bad because you are not able to, to breathe. Mm -hmm. Then now it also goes and it's absorbed in the blood system. So the moment you get to the blood vessels, they dilate. When they dilate, the blood pressure drops. So you get dizzy and also you're not perfusing the different organs and that's how you're going to die basically. Mm. That's why it needs to be addressed as soon as possible. Mm. So the difference between the other allergic reaction and anaphylactic reaction is because now it is much system, it affects different organ systems mm -hmm. all at once and very fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How can we manage these allergies? Um, the first way of managing an allergy is saying avoid the allergy. And uh, avoidance of the allergen will depend with which allergen you are talking about. Because if, for example, it's dust, you say avoid being in dusty areas. But that's why you know it's not very possible most of the time. But at least in the house, you're able to modify the environment to make sure your house is cleaned more frequently, it's dusted. You avoid what um, can, um, you know, collect the reservoir for dust. Like if it's carpets, you remove them. A postered furniture, you can do away with them if it is the drippings you minimize or even avoid them you know those kind of things when you come to the bedroom the beddings if they can be washed once or twice weekly that becomes good then we advocate for using the woven like covers so that the dust is not absorbed in the mattress for example or even in the furniture and all that that's how your way of you know do away with the dust and the dust mites then pets of course we say avoid pests inside the house 
and uh, if actually if they cannot be avoided inside the house but at least they should not enter the the bedroom clean the pet at least once a week you know those kind of things just to minimize then we talk about of course smoke especially smoking um uh, even the smoking from jiko or even firewood yeah so those ones can be avoided because you can use an alternative source of um or fuel fuel yeah then um strong perfumes you try and avoid those ones foods you depend on what the child is allergic to and uh, that one it's very it's not very easy to say first you have to know exactly what the child is allergic to to know what you are avoiding because sometimes the mothers avoid everything then we end up with a malnourished baby yeah so that's where it comes where you have to go be with your doctor and together with your doctor after she has taken a very good history she's able to know most likely this is what you are allergic to and even when it's not very clear you go ahead and do the the test because the test can be done you have the skin test and you have the blood test to know specifically this is what you are reacting to so that we know what we are avoiding so that is number one number two it's the um <clears throat> treatment there are some drugs one can be on to minimize this so for example i'm sure you have seen most of the patients who have allergic activities allergic rhinitis even the skin the atopic dermatitis or even the allergic dermatitis per se um they even asthma they have drugs which control their symptoms and it varies with what mostly you find they be on either antihistamine or they'll be on the non steroids or trying to control the the, the symptoms mm -hmm. then now the last one is immunotherapy because there are newer immunotherapy which are available in the market and uh, Kenya we are getting to see some of them coming in so when the ones who are extreme and they are not able to be controlled by the antihistamines and the steroids most likely they'll be put on the immunotherapy and again they are also looking at how can we make someone who was not tolerant to certain allergen become tolerant to it this is the latest now because you know you, you realize if you keep you keep on avoiding an allergen like for example let's say uh you are reacting to fish then you don't eat fish for five years if you're exposed to the same fish the reaction is going to be very bad mm -hmm. but if you have been getting exposed to small amounts of fish once in a while very small amounts of fish you realize the symptoms you are getting they tend to be getting mild as the day go by mm -hmm. yeah so so the scientists are looking at and they're saying can we have a way of making someone who was not tolerating a certain food for example get immunotolerant to it with time mm -hmm. of course that one has to be done under the care of your doctor and uh, it's not just any doctor, most are the allergy specialist, because you may say, I'm going to reintroduce, then you get what we call an anaphylactic reaction. So it is surely done very systematically and very keenly until someone is able to tolerate some food, so they were not able to tolerate mm -hmm. before. Yes, yeah, that is done mostly for the foods, because, I mean, it's not good when a child is not eating most of the proteins most of the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then just to expound this one, the tests are very important that they can be done. And they say the test can be done to say what one is reacting to after a very good issue and examination is a skin test. And the skin test, we have the patch test. They usually put a patch on the skin and then they're able to see a reaction. The same reaction we were talking about. So maybe the skin will have some swellings around or some itchy. And then now the doctor will be able to tell most likely if they had put maybe a patch for egg, another one for fish, another one for maybe peanut. Now they can tell maybe it's the peanut, which you are they are to. Mm -hmm. Then there's one which is called the intradermal skin test. 
they scratch the skin and put a bit of the same different foods you know on the skin and then they're able to see the reaction and they can tell now we have compared cow milk we have compared maybe wheat and we have compared this and we have found most likely this person is reacting to the cow milk so now the mother is able to know it is cow milk we are reacting to and maybe now we can try and find alternative source of milk and you know that's usually just it for that child because the moment you avoid the allergen you are better yeah then now the last one is the blood test either the ELISA or the RAST and basically what they are looking at in the blood test is in antibodies against those allergens and it's surely mostly done for people who have very fair, very fatal reactions such that you don't want to expose someone to the same allergen again because that may be fatal or to the people the skin is all affected until there is no way you can do that test the skin test so now they do the antibody test. Something I had forgotten to ask about the use of antihistamines that you can get over the counter. Is it advised that when you see such kind of reactions, you just go and get an antihistamine and you're okay? You know, over the counter drugs, we don't and forget for them all the time, especially in children. But what we'll find is most of the patients, they already know what they react to and they know how they react. So antihistamines are always the first line treatment. So it's usually harmless most of the time because they know maybe if it's allergic um, rhinitis, for example, they just take an antihistamine and the symptoms disappear. And you'll find, you know, they are on these prescriptions over and over. So the antihistamines over the counter usually help most of the time. But I would say, at least stay at the antihistamine level. When you realize you need more than antihistamine and you need like a steroid, then don't do it over the counter. That one is better given by the doctor because steroids are useful yes they will help you but the side effects are equally many and they may end up causing you more problems and even treating the allergy so you better avoid them until the doctor is the one who can just prescribe for you um, do you have anything else that you might want to add on allergies uh, i just want to say uh, i know many people go around saying i'm allergic to this i'm allergic to this and uh, sometimes they're not very sure of what it is uh, I would say it's very important that you get to know what you are allergic to because that is number one way of you knowing uh, how to manage yourself. Because the moment you know what you are allergic to and you avoid it, your life improves from there onwards. So it's very good one to have what you call a symptom diary and you look at yourself maybe for a week. Since morning in the evening, what have I done? What have I taken? Where did I go? What did I touch? And that can help you to narrow down on exactly what could be there, what is causing this allergic reaction you are seeing. Mm -hmm. Then from there onwards, together with your doctor, you are able to pinpoint and say, at least this is what we think may be the most likely, the allergens I'm having. Then with that, you can look at what can I modify, what can I avoid, and because what you can't avoid most likely now you'll be on medication to control your symptoms from there onwards. When it comes to food, let's be very conscious. Let's avoid, you know, removing everything from the child's diet until they come when they are already malnourished. It's good to come early. When you come early, you're able to reason together, you know, get what is the problem together and avoid it together so that we can always come up with alternatives that we make sure our children grow up healthy because that is very key. Yeah, so I want to say allergies are there. They are common. We are seeing them. 
And uh, whenever you suspect you might be having some, it's good to see your doctor in good time. Thank you so much, Dr. for taking us through this discussion. It has been very insightful. And as we always say, prevention is better than cure. It has been the A to Z of Disease Podcast with me, Rose Mokonyo. Be sure to catch me next time, same place, same time for another episode. The A to Z of Disease Podcast.